Welcome to The Leap with Japa, the podcast that bridges continents and connects stories. Join us as we dive into the vibrant world of international education, explore diverse cultures, and share the extraordinary journeys of students far from home. Whether you're dreaming of studying abroad or already embarking on this adventure through other means, Leap with Japa is your companion in navigating the exciting, challenging, and transformative world of global education. Let's leap into today's episode. Hello, good evening, and welcome to another episode of Leap with Jackman. Today I'm going to be talking about a very interesting topic, something that I'm I've also asked the same question, is why do I need to write the GRE or, or the TOEFL exams for admissions? Why can't they just give me uh, an admission based on my you know, results, just like the UK does? That was the same thinking I had in 2005 when I wanted to choose between the US and the UK. I felt it was like a no-brainer. I finish in less time, I get the admissions faster, I don't have to do some form of evaluation. Easy. However, there is a reason why um, the admissions are done this way. The GRE, which stands for the General Records Exam, is a way of providing a similar skill to different applicants from different backgrounds. So it's it's more like trying to give you trying to give you a shot at admissions. The TOEFL exam, the test of English as a foreign language, is used to just figure out if you can speak English. That can you know they have different categories: listening speaking, you know, comprehension and things like that. The reason why this topic is important is because a lot of people do not make this leap to to US education because they feel it's a hindrance. Why should I do these exams? And one of the things that I typically find out is it's because of the amount of time it takes to prepare um, for these exams. So that's the, the US graduate program in general uses this as a way of filtering. So different people have gone to different schools in different places. The exam is like a central way of making sure that your skill set is the is 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 a good skill set. However, there's one there's one thing that most people do not understand about these exams. If you can be very, very smart and still flunk the GRE exams because it's not a test of your intelligence. Like every other exam, you have to build skills to pass the exam. There is a lot of work that goes into that. So for me, for example, when I decided to study in the US, I you know, had to study for the GRE. So I took the GRE and the TOEFL. And the reason why I did that was I did not want to leave any stones untouched or unturned. I think that's how it goes. Another reason is an insight from understanding how sometimes the visa officers can view you. A bona fide student would do everything in his power to make sure he does the very best to get the best of education. So they sometimes, sometimes, I don't know currently, it's been a while, but they sometimes view you writing the GRE and the TOEFL as a good indicator that you probably are a serious student. So that's one of the reasons why you should take it. It, it shows that you're a bona fide student to some extent. I'm, I'm going to still give some more 
insights. Another reason why the GRE is important is they use it as a basis to give scholarships sometimes. So if they have um, a situation where they have similar students, similar backgrounds, similar GPAs, a GRE might be a deal breaker. So they go, oh, okay, this person did well, then this person will give this person a scholarship or we give this person a converted space in his research group. But there's another reason why the TOEFL is important. And I found this out um, in my own experience. If you're applying for teaching assistantships or graduate assistantships, and it is very possible some of your tasks would involve you teaching a class. So, you know, you're coming into the US, you're gonna teach a class or you're gonna have to interact with students. You'd have to understand what they're doing. TOEFL kind of separates you out from, say, international students from, say, China or India, uh, because what you've done is that you've chosen, you've proven, rather, that you can speak English at a level that has been assessed by a third party. And you, you'll most likely probably be given that role because you have uh, a GRE exam to back it up. So most Nigerians would tell me, but I went to a school that taught in English. Yes, they also know you went to a school that taught in English. You've been emailing them in English. However, how do you want to prove to them that your English is at a level where you can interact with students at a university setting? Which is why most of the scenarios they give you in the TOEFL exam is based around communication with students, with professors. That's typically how it works. So, that is one reason why you should do it. So, the GRE, because it's used as a filter. The TOEFL, because it is used extensively for um, figuring out who they're going to give an assistantship to if it involves you interacting with students. So that's so for, for me, when I did the GRE, I took it twice. I scored 152 over 170 on both sections at both times. So it's a strong indication that that is where, that is where my skill set lies. So I got 304 out of 340 for my, for my GRE. For my TOEFL, I had 109 out of 120. So it was, it was very pivotal for me that the TOEFL was that high because I needed it. It, it helped me to get my assistantship to, to, to teach because in my master's program, I eventually had to teach a class. I taught undergrad computer programming class. Um, to prepare for the GRE, I think one of the reasons why people do not like um, the GRE is the amount of time it takes to prepare for it. And to, to take one practice test is three hours. And it was a lot of time. Uh, I took practice tests for Magoosh. That's um, it's a website called Magoosh. That's where I took my exam. And you always have to practice. Practice, 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 practice. Is always the motto. Don't start practicing. Um, the GRE is valid for five years. And the TOEFL is valid for two years. Um, one of the important aspects uh, of this episode that I want to highlight is the, the GRE was very instrumental when I did eventually apply for a PhD program. The PhD um, required a GRE and because, you know, it was valid for five years. So what happened was I came in for a two-year program, I completed a two-year program. 
and then I worked for three years and I applied for a PhD. So before the expiration of the GRE, I was able to use the same GRE for my PhD application. So one of the advantages of doing a GRE is, say for example, you intend on continuing to a PhD. It is very probable that you will need a GRE and you might not need to write it again for your PhD program, that if that's, your, if that's the way you're doing it. For TOEFL, you might not need TOEFL again because you already gone through a master's program, so the school might not require it. So that's, that's one advantage. I, I broke mine into two. I did the master's first, worked, then went back for a PhD, and used the same GRE for that. So one of the questions, maybe we should come down to now answering the questions of, do I write it or do I not write it? So one of the advantages is that a good score can strengthen your application. It is just one of the, I call it one of the uh, points of your application. So there are different, um, a holistic application would have different um, sections. A GRE can be a high GRE score can strengthen your application. Uh, also, sometimes for some programs, um, a GRE score could be the make or break. If you, if, a, if an admissions committee sets uh, a threshold, if you don't meet the threshold, you just never get a call back from them. So that's one thing with the GRE. It's one disadvantage because they might never get to read your application if you don't meet the threshold. The disadvantage is the stress, the cost. It's an extra cost uh, and it's a time. You will need at least three months to prepare for a good GRE. Don't, don't register a GRE today and go write it next week. You're, gonna, you're not going to do well. It's no point. You have to put in the work because it's a technique. There's a way to answer the questions. Uh, I'll give you a classic example. If you wanted to um, say what is, how, when you add 5% to 10, what do you get? You know, some people would say, every classic example, you have, you want to know what 5% appreciation of 200 is. You know, some people would go, okay, 5% of 200, you would have to calculate, you know, 5 divided by 100 times 200, you have to get the value of that and then you have to add it to that. One of the techniques of that is that 5%, if you're going to do any increment of 5%, is just multiply the number by 1.05. So 5% increase of 200 will be 1.05 times 200, for example, and that's your answer. You don't need to start figuring out what do I need to do, what do I multiply here, what do I add here. So it's a technique. I, I hope I didn't confuse you by, with my example, but what I'm trying to say is that you have to come up with these techniques. You have to be able to look at data quickly. You can't um, think, uh, well, you, you can't, you, you should definitely you should think about a problem, but you can't overthink a problem. Once you're overthinking a problem in a GRE question, math question, you've probably lost time and you probably wouldn't get the answer because that's not what you're you know, testing. So that's the amount of time. Alternatives to the application might be to strengthen, you know, if you have a low GRE score, it's to strengthen it with personal statements and work, work experience. That helped for my PhD. Um, I applied with a 304 out of 340 GRE score, but I had uh, work experience. I have, I had good personal statements that really helped me to um, buttress my application, which was good. So I got into the PhD program, but that's another episode for another day to discuss my PhD progress so far. It's been fun. 
it's been up and down but i'll i'll get to it in another episode um so that's that's one reason however in recent times i said this was going to be to GRE or not to GRE. In recent times, when COVID hit, so everything I, you know, my master's was pre-COVID. When I did my application for PhD was pre-COVID. So all this information I give you up to now is pre-COVID. However, when COVID hit, people couldn't go write GRE exams. Uh, um, centers were closed. There was a virus. People couldn't just go out and say, hey, I, you know, I want to register for a GRE. I mean, schools need, still needed to get uh, uh, admissions uh, so there's been in recent times uh, a soft peddling on the GRE requirement uh, so there's been lots of schools that have said it's optional some would ask you that or oh, you can take the GRE after your program I know people that took their GRE after their master's program before they got their certificates um, so that that's the current situation so my advice do the GRE if you can um, even if even if the school says it's optional, it's a good test-taking technique. It gives you some leg up in some certain things that you might not know would be considered when you're applying. It also can be a make-or-break. It can be used as a make-or-break uh, tool to get through to, to get to get you to the finish line in case admissions is trying to make a decision on your application. For the TOEFL, I would strongly advise that you write it because it is extensively used to determine research assistants and teaching assistants rather when they want to teach students. They want to know that you can speak and, 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 and do well in English, in an English setting because you're going to be dealing with undergrads. They don't want someone that cannot speak English properly. A TOEFL kind of validates that, you know, this person will probably do well. So assistantships is what is, you know, a lot of grad programs have them and they need um, international students to do this training. So you are in a good position if you have a very good G, uh, a very good TOEFL score. Um, so, so what else am I missing? So that's pretty much what I wanted to cover. Um, Make sure that um, you uh, take time in preparing for your uh, GRE to un uh, and your TOEFL to know that admissions really do consider them. Um, and in summary, what we've pretty much gone through right now is, you know, do I take the GRE and the TOEFL? I've told you why the GRE and TOEFL are, are, in, are important. I've told you that there's been a pre-COVID, post-COVID kind of scenario recently where some uh, schools have said, ah, well, it's optional, don't take it. Um, I've also outlined the advantages of taking the TOEFL and the GRE. Uh, it could be a make or break season for you when they want to consider different um, candidates, uh, especially if the admissions are competitive. For schools that admissions are not competitive, always helps to have it. I've also outlined how the visa officers sometimes would see you as a true bona fide student when they see you've extensively put in time in writing these exams. So they know, oh, okay, if he's putting so much time to get a GRE score uh, and a TOEFL score, he's most likely uh, a serious student that really wants to get uh, these things done. Well, I, I hope this has been very helpful for you. Um, if you have any questions you can always reach out uh, on the website we have a voicemail uh, option where you can actually you know 
click and listen to and, and record a voicemail i'll be very happy to play that in other episodes well until then i thank you very much for listening i thank you very much for um being part of this leaper jaffa podcast series uh, and i hope you have a, a wonderful rest of the day thank you very much Thank you for tuning into this episode of Leaper Jackma. I hope it brought you valuable insights and stories that resonate with your journey. If you have any thoughts to share, questions, or want to send a voice note with your feedback, please visit our website at leapwithjackpot.io. You will find a contact from there. I would love to hear from you and feature your voice in a future episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform some of which are Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Player FM. Your subscriptions and reviews help us grow and reach more listeners, and I truly appreciate each one of them. Also, check out our merch store on deepwithjackman.io website for some cool t-shirts and hoodies. Perfect show for showing your support for the show. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll dive even deeper into the experiences and challenges of international education and careers. Until then, keep leaping forward, and thanks again for being part of the Leap with Jaguar community. <laughs>